What up, party people? It's Allison and Sarah with For the Love of Chad. Hello. We are going over, um, well, Sarah, why don't you explain 100% single? That's the topic today. Yes. So I was talking to this man on Bumble and he was like, oh, are you single? And I was like, oh, yeah, like obvious. I thought obviously, but then I'm like, "Mm, I guess not everyone on here is single. And he was like, 100% single. And I was like, what, what does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it really caught me off guard and I had never thought about it before. And I said, yes. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I don't think the question, are you single is like as cut and dry as it used to be. And I don't think there is this hard and fast definition. So I've thought long and hard about what it means and how to respond to that question And I just feel like it opened up like a whole can of worms. Yeah, I'd initially think 100% single. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So many people are like, are they emotionally available? Are they 100% single? Or are they just out of a recent relationship? Or do they've got a side chick? Do they have a friends with benefits? Are they a mama's boy and have 90% of his heart is devoted to her and only her? Yeah, there's so many things to think about. So at first I was like, well, you're either like official with somebody or you're not. That's yeah. the definition of single. And then I was like, mm, I don't think that's true. So I came up with like five, mm, yeah, five core points. I categorized all of my thoughts into five core points. Okay. I feel like we could just go through them and discuss our thoughts on them. Yes, please do. Okay, so number one is who are you communicating with? I feel like if you're single, 100% single, in theory, you're not communicating with anyone else. Or you're communicating with everybody because you are 100% single, you know? What side of the coin are we on? Yeah, I don't know. It's really tricky. I've really thought a lot about it. This man has really sparked like, I know. an existential crisis. But I feel like that's what they're asked part of. I don't know. I didn't really dive too deep with this man because he started annoying me after a while. So I didn't really get his full opinion on the question. This is more my thoughts. His on only question. contribution was a <laughs> podcast topic. Thank you, sir. We are done yes. here. <laughs> yes. So I feel like part of the point is they want to know if you are ready for a relationship. And I feel yeah. like if you're talking to a million people, then and pursuing a lot of options. Yeah. Like you could be single, but like, are you really ready to pursue something with them? Which I feel like and was really the root of the question. Right. So is are it you all Snapchat? Yeah. Is it all Snapchat? Is it all sexting? Is it just like, you know, the occasional Instagram DM? Yeah. And then it's like, are you just talking to them? Is what you're saying flirtatious? Or is are this you... like an emotional connection and you're FaceTiming regularly? Who are you FaceTiming regularly? No, I'm, I'm asking. Do people FaceTime others regularly? I think yeah. I've used the FaceTime. Really? Yeah. I think I've used the FaceTime button on my iPhone maybe once, twice. Oh, I like FaceTime all the time. I uh, know. I never do it. Like not even with your family? No. Is that bad? <laughs> I'm like a big FaceTimer. Yeah, I don't know. It's a text. I always text. Oh. I feel like Snap. So in communication forms, I feel like Snapchat's always bad. Like yeah. nothing good is happening in Snapchat. 
with yeah. members of the opposite sex. It's one thing to Snapchat your friends, but if you're in Snapchat and they either don't have your number or you're choosing that mode of communication, like probably not the best. Yeah, I agree. Instagram wise, I feel there's several facets. Are you in the DMs? Are you commenting on their photos? Yeah. Are you in any photos? Like, are you friends on Instagram? Is this there's... just a surface level DM? Yeah. Are you or are you committed to spiking up their engagement on every single thing? And what kind of things are you liking? Is it all their bu- bikini photos? <laughs> and are you watching their behavior? Are you looking at what else they're liking? Are you stalking them in any way Wait, on you Instagram? Can even do that anymore? They got rid of that feature, I thought, where like you were able to see what everybody liked. Really? Yeah, remember you used to have like the notifications and it would say like Sarah liked Colton Underwood's photo. Uh, don't even get me started on that topic today. I am so shocked. I don't even feel that I'm able to process this information correctly. Yeah. Not that I care one way or another about his sexuality. He can be and fuck whoever he'd like or not fucked. To all that don't know, (laughs) Colton Underwood has been on many different Bachelor franchises. He was on The Bachelorette, then Bachelor in Paradise. And then he himself was the Bachelor with 30 other women vying for his attention where he ended up with the fiance. Um, he just came out this morning as gay, which is fine. Yeah, it is fine. I'm, I'm not, not able. I cannot forget the fact, though, that he was stalking his ex and she needed a restraining order. Sure, she dropped it, but that still doesn't sit well with me. No, I think we all knew he was crazy when that motherfucker hopped the fence in the middle of the desert and attempted to flee from the camera crew. That was the Sir, only episode think you're of his I watched. Oh, his whole season was terrible. Well, yeah, I could, that was the only season I didn't watch because it all seemed so fake. It all seemed so calculated and it, like he was just in it for the clout, which I'm sure they all are. But everything seems so forced and now I know why. I couldn't believe any of the relationships. No, it was also so focused on his virginity. It was yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you can be a virgin or not. I simply don't care. That does not need to be the focus. of the And whole come thing. up with some more original jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and like after the final rose and everything, when they're like so serious and they're like, so Colton, have you had sex? Like, is this what we're talking about or on when national he puts television? On the do not disturb sign on his door and closes it like eat. It's going to be time now. I was like, no, I can't. I can't get behind this. But now he's getting his own. The day he comes out, I read somewhere that he is getting a Netflix show about him and his life and being gay. (sighs) If I wasn't able to come out for all this time, I mean, uh, everybody has their own situation. But I would think I would need some more time to process after I just told the world without cameras following me around and having a whole Netflix series about it. But who knows? Maybe that was another rumor thing that I didn't fact check enough. (laughs) Allison loves the rumor mill. Yeah. I think I I just am really struggling with the fact that he agreed to be The Bachelor. I think it's one thing to be a contestant on a season of The Bachelorette and pursue one woman and see if that's for you. But to have 25, 30 women uproot their entire life to come to California to attempt to pursue a relationship with you. 
I mean, if you had any doubts that you were looking for a relationship with a woman, any doubts at all, perhaps, perhaps don't engage in that scenario. I feel like he was never really in it for love. And this is just me based off what I've seen and the energy that I've seen. And sure, it's all editing. But I feel like he was just in it for fame. And I still think that when his book was coming out and he was in bed saying, I'm struggling and I have coronavirus. I don't think he was. I don't. I I have a hard time believing that he had COVID at the same you think time he he's lied to about having a COVID. lot of people. A lot of people do because they, he got a lot of attention and a lot of media the same day his book came out. A lot of people have this theory, but I don't know the guy personally. I barely watched him on media. So really, honestly, I should just be keeping my mouth shut. Oh, that if that's true, that makes me so unhappy. I mean, pe- people's loved ones like fucking died of COVID. Yeah. I don't think we should be joking about having it. Oh, I don't, I don't think, think that's joking. acceptable I think at it all. Was a, he was lying, but perhaps joking. Was not. Li- I mean, yeah. whatever, if you don't have it. Perhaps he actually was suffering, and I am a complete asshole. But I guess <laughs> we should be giving people the benefit of the doubt. And if they say they have it, okay, take it all back. I retract. I retract. Let's go back. 100% single the topic. What was your other thing? Um. So, yeah, communication was all one thing. I feel like we've covered all modes of communication. I feel like there's two points, though, like you said. There's either you're talking to everyone, attempting to pursue a relationship, or you aren't talking to anyone seriously and you are open to pursuing a relationship with that person. I feel like they could mean yeah. it either way. And like, is it an emotional communication you're having with people or is it just like physical? You yeah, know? true. My second point was I think it's very important to consider what your relationship is with your ex. Mm-hmm. If you are harboring any feelings for the ex, even if you are no longer in a relationship with the ex, I feel like, yes, you're physically single, but if you're still kind of attached in any way to a previous relationship, I feel like perhaps you're not a hundred percent single. Like you're still kind of hung up on somebody. I tend to get stuck being the rebound girl. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Usually unknowingly. I find out about a very serious relationship that ended not that long before, but they say they're completely detached. And then I spend all this time on the person just for them to be like, I can't get past my ex. I can't move forward. It's like, wait, so we've been dating for a year and you still can't call me your girlfriend? Oh God, I haven't committed to someone for a year and had it happen. I've had it happen with guys I've talked to on a dating app or gone on like a few dates with. After a few dates, they they come out and say that they actually still have feelings for an ex or they're yeah. not ready for a new relationship or whatever. So yes, you are physically single. You're not officially in a relationship, but you're not really ready to pursue a new one. So are you single? I don't know. Yeah. Like you are, but... When I did it for a year. That is wild. I thought I was in a relationship. I thought I was his girlfriend. I met, like, I'd be on FaceTime with his family. I would um, meet all of his friends. His family and his friends all referred to me as his girlfriend. And then I realized he has never said the words out loud. And then when I ask him to, he's like, I can't get to that spot. I'm like, wait, (gasps) what? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So I guess you were single that whole time. (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess it yeah. doesn't count. Well, if we think about it, I wasn't 100% single because I was fully committed to this person. It was just <laughs> one-sided, apparently. I'm you, throwing in that 100% really changes the question. Yeah. Um, my third point was, had to do with the apps and your activity. It's kind of like communicating, but more your intention behind being on the apps. Because I feel like it's one thing to be on the apps for fun and just kind of seeing what's out there. Yeah. I feel like it's another thing to be on the apps looking for a relationship or to be on the apps just looking to hook up. Mm-hmm. So when you say you're 100% single, like I'm assuming you're meeting somebody on the apps. Like how else does a human meet anyone yeah. these days besides if you're Gosh. Allison meeting 410 men on TikTok? But I know. <laughs> yeah, spice it up. But I feel like that's a hard question to ask somebody. What are you, what are your intentions being on Bumble? <laughs> but who is who honestly is like truly if they think about it 100% single, detached from any emotional like past relationships completely 100% who's not flirting with anybody else who doesn't have their eye on other people I feel like once you meet somebody that you want to commit 100% to that is when you are honestly 100% single am I ready for a relationship yes am I like hooking up with everybody no would I say that I'm 100% single Like if we use these definitions about being completely like detached from past things or being completely like not flirting with other people, like, hell yeah, I'm flirting with other people. Okay. I'm probably detached now from the past relationships, but (laughs) hell yeah, I'm flirting with other people because like I'm single. That's what we do. I suss it out. I'm mingling with other people to see who I want to be 100% single for so that I become 100% tied down. (laughs) Yeah. This is just the the way of dating. It's not not floozies here, but it's like you got to chat with people. But like, very, I agree very much with what you said, but then it's like, are you ever really a hundred percent single or do you go from like a mixture, some like 65% to like a hundred percent committed? Do you ever get to like the 100% single point or do you just go from like moderately single to committed? Um, I think the 100%, well, I know, I think no, I, you don't. You know what's <laughs> ever going to be 100% single. We are going to a percentage of singleness, never at zero, and then going to 100% committed. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. So that was the main conclusion I came to. I was like, I had said yes. And then I, I mean, I stopped talking to him, so I couldn't take it back. But I'm like, I don't know that I should have said yes. I don't yeah. know that the answer is ever yes. Wow. I feel like we are so philosophical and really pushing the boundaries on what the other like thought processes and the standards of being single were I feel like like some college students are going to write a thesis about us and we're going to be like the next Socrates just of relationships uh it's really my life goal to be in someone's work cited page yeah that my thoughts are worthy of someone else using <laughs> I know. I used to think when I was a kid that, um, you know, when you would have a history book in grammar school and then there was like the little passages from like someone's diary, 
Like, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, the like pioneers, like they, yeah. Or Anne Frank. Yes. That's <laughs> much more uh, relevant and obvious. But I like the pioneers myself. Yeah. Like my head Davey goes Crockett, straight to Lewis my, and Clark. My head goes straight to like Oregon Trail time. Oh, now. the game that you don't like to play. That's yes, very that's interesting. Exactly where I Great. dive into now. But I used to think that my diaries would be in the history books. And what tragedy were you going to live through in which your thoughts were going to be relevant for a history book? Oh, Oh, yes. I think we're going to need a video clip of this interaction published for all right now. It's a little morbid, okay? But Uh I had my girl hangout notebook like and it was black paper with mm-hmm. the gel pen obviously so this is what Everyone i thought would be the in the history pens. book the black paper with the gel pen and then two girls on the front of the notebook just like girl hangout time like girls rock anyways it was after 9 11 oh gosh we're yeah, getting so really deep here we're getting a, li- a little uh, but <laughs> i hope i hope that this finds you well so <laughs> I'm 12 years old and I write like, nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, The only person that knows is God himself. And I was like, (laughs) no, it gets worse. I said, oh, I said, said, oh, my my mom has had me read this out to her neighbors when they come over for drinks. I said, (laughs) what is it? Slam poetry by houses. Yeah. I said, I always wanted to die at an old age of natural causes. It doesn't look like this because that's going to happen anymore. I'm only 12, dot, dot, dot. Love, Allison. Oh, uh, my God. I yeah. think we need to publish this diary entry for our viewers. I'm like, listeners. Oh, but I, I was really God. scared and I was like, I got to document it for the history books because they're going to see my black paper and my gel pen. And they're going to be like, this girl, th- this girl, she, she knew what was up. I mean, on one hand, I'm sad for 12 year old you that <laughs> you were experiencing that level of trauma that you <laughs> felt that you needed to leave a note yeah. for future yeah. generations. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for more people uh, for that time than myself, but I was scared. <laughs> oh, my. Well, how did that even? Oh, yes. We said that we were going to be the next Socrates and it jumped to me thinking I was going to die at 12. Yeah, okay. I don't know how we got to 9-11 from connecting single, the dots but... there. <laughs> um, my Fourth point to get back to the original topic was, are you hooking up with anyone else? Okay. I feel like that is a key point. I myself, I only, I I do not. I'm only macking on people that I'm like in a relationship with, you know? Yeah. And I Which is not for everybody. <laughs> and like, so, a lot of times I think I'm crazy, you know? And a lot of times I like, I'm like, are you doing the right thing here? No, you definitely, you definitely are. As someone who's not doing that, I can tell you with certainty, the grass is not greener over here. It's very brown. It's dying. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I, I have, well, not anymore. I would never like this. 
I would never like to speak to this human again, but I did have a long-standing friends with benefits situation and it was very sporadic. There was no emotional connection. So when I feel like if I'm talking about my relationship status or being single, I am single. Like I don't have feelings for this person. It's never going to turn into a relationship or just kind of doing it because yeah. neither of us are doing anything else. But then I don't know. It's hard. I don't feel that I have to say that I'm not single because I'm hooking up yeah. with somebody else. But then it's like, if you turn the, if you flip the coin, like, I don't want a man that I'm talking to sleeping with somebody else. So like, maybe I should stop <laughs> if we're being honest, but these are the points that ever, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about or like going through. So it's like, yeah. do I have to totally cut off I'm the friends sure with benefits you are in the same boat with most people like humans got needs, man. But I do think that if you met somebody that you were actually interested in, you would mm-hmm. cut ties. Yeah, I would. So you're still single, but like we said, never 100%. <laughs> but yeah, so then it's like, at what point do you have to cut ties with them? You know, at what point do you have yeah. to have the conversation that you're exclusive to cut ties? Do you have to cut ties just based on how you feel? Like when it stops what, being what do you fun. Do? And maybe it starts feeling guilty because someone else is stepping into your life, you know, unless you're a sociopath and you don't feel guilty at all when you cheat on women, because that happens all the time, all the time. But do we really want to be acting on feelings of guilt? I would like to think that there is a higher element of my moral compass. Well, yes, I'm saying when it's no longer fun or when you're when you're love meter is pointing in a different direction (laughs) the love meter the love meter do you take the love meter on your love ventures yes (laughs) (laughs) i actually used it on the group dates and it would show me which one i was most interested in oh great it's a dating app there's actually a love meter you put their faces in the dating app and then it will start beeping by the one they think you're most compatible with. Are you kidding? Yes, I'm kidding. Oh, I was <laughs> I didn't know if this was another electric slide situation. No, I'm kidding. I'm um, hilarious. You truly, truly hysterical. Um, and the last thought that I had on this is what baggage you're carrying around. So it doesn't just have to be your ex. Yeah. I feel Like, I don't know how to say this without sounding offensive. (laughs) I feel like you have to be emotionally ready to be in a relationship and to commit to somebody. And I feel like if you're harboring feelings for an ex, which we already talked about, but also depending on how you feel about yourself and what you feel that you're bringing to the table and what you are going to bring to a relationship, I feel like that impacts your single status also like harboring feelings for your ex if it is like even hatred yeah it's showing me that like you're not really over your ex right indifference is the opposite of In- love yes hatred is difference yes you want to be indifferent you don't want to feel anything for the person right 
you are and if you're if, if you're hating somebody like i could get it maybe like that's really unfortunate if you've got like kids together and you have like hate towards them because like they're not like making the co-parenting thing easy that's mm-hmm. like maybe a little different because it's not like you hate them because of your relationship you hate them because of current actions because you can't cut ties you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's some gray line there yeah but i think I think your friends, though, play into the baggage situation. I think your family plays into the baggage situation. Like, what other commitments do you have in your life that would negatively impact you being able to be in a relationship? Yeah. Like, if your friends are, like, in their opinion, is the end-all be-all for you, and they're always going to trump any relationship or any any new person you're bringing into your life, then are you really ready to be in a relationship? Are you really single? If your friends are always going to be your top priority. Yeah. Saturdays are for the boys. Like why? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would date somebody and they would go work out with the guys like for four hours every night. And then comes the weekend and they're like, got to go hang out with the bros. I'm like, what the heck? Like all those girls that are letting their mans fly the barstool flag Saturdays oh are for the boys gosh. in their wedding photos over my people are dead doing that in their wedding body. photos. Yes, like kind of how people hold a college flag or something yeah. funny. I think they think they're being funny. I don't think they're being serious. I literally pray Let's to God that not. they're not being serious, but can we not? Yeah. Jeez. Can we not? I feel like once you graduate college, Saturdays for the boys needs to be no longer. Yeah. Or if the friends are also, like, super opinionated. Yeah. And, like, they're constantly taking what the friends say. Like, yeah, you want to value your friends' opinions. But, like, after a while, like, are you going to take my side every once in a while? Or, you know, are you going to agree with me? Or does it have to be anything that Timmy says? Yeah. Anything Timmy says goes. Yeah, I mean, I would say most people have at least one friend that has a very strong personality and is very outspoken and I feel like that your relationship with that friend, if you do have one impacts your relationship status. Yeah. If you're always going off of their opinions and looking for their approval specifically, if you're always seeking someone else's approval over who you're trying to be in a relationship with, then who are you really in a relationship with? The guy or your friends. Yeah. And I feel like some people, not that your family shouldn't be important to you, but You mentioned the mama's boy earlier. Like if I am never going to go toe to toe with mom and like you're always going to be on mom's side and I'm always going to lose, then I don't know. I don't think that that's like a sustainable aspect of a relationship. I mean, I'd like to think that their friends would be obsessed with me and their mother would love me. That's what I'd like to think. Yeah, I mean, same. Yeah. It has not always been the case though. Yeah. It's hard to find that mix yeah I feel the friend groups are hard to win over depending on the oh I feel like the friends eventually like me more than the guy (laughs) like sorry I stole your friends I feel like it's more the friend group once you start bringing in either the girlfriends or the wives that's what makes it harder is like the guy friends girlfriends I feel like particularly if it's an established group and they kind of are already a clique and yeah. you're coming in as the newbie. It's like, why is that the case? Like, I hate I don't to know. say that about the females. I don't know, but I've experienced it several times. I've definitely, and- I've definitely had that experience. And I was in a bathroom once 
in like a public place and she was like shit talking me in the stall next to me to some random girl she didn't even know being like yeah they probably won't last like all this stuff I'm like what the heck why is that the case yeah why can't we just be accepting of the new person unless you obviously like really hate them or they're terrible for the friend or I don't know they're they have like really negative qualities or something yeah that you feel like it's a toxic relationship or unhealthy or something like that but give the gal a chance I particularly hate when there is a girlfriend of a friend who would prefer for whoever you're dating to be with one of her friends Ooh, that's sketchy. And like no girl is ever going to live up to her like friend her and her mind. Friend. And she yeah. yeah. Wow. Like the one that's trying to play matchmaker, you know, and you're like coming in, ruining her plans. Or she's flirting. She's got her man already, yet she's flirting with your man and she likes his attention and then someone else is taking his attention. This is not this is not always the case though. No, I have bonded not. with like many guy friends, girlfriends. It's I guess it's more like a select few, but that is the only time I have run in with any issues with the friends. And it's not big issues because I feel like I'm more mature, so I'll just let it roll off my back. But yeah, I actually I went and got my hair done today and we were talking about this in the salon. One of the girls has been dating her boyfriend uh, at least a year, maybe longer. And his best friend like came up to her and was like, we're definitely going to hook up. We're definitely going to sleep together. And she was like, wait, wait, what? No, like I'm dating your best friend. I'm not interested in like sleeping with you. Yeah. And he was like, no, like it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to sleep together. Like what? What the heck? Yeah, no. I definitely had like um, as soon as I end up like as soon as a relationship ends with a guy, they're like best friends are hitting me up on dating apps. I haven't had that so much in the real world, but I feel like that happened a lot in college. Yeah. Um. Also, like, through the TikTok dating application, a lot of guys were talking about how, like, they used to have a cat, but now their ex has it, but they still see it. So it's like, now I feel like you're not even thinking about the baby mama. You're thinking about the pet mama as well. That's like a whole they, other element that I didn't even think of. They go visit the cat? They still have a relationship with the cat and get to see the cat, which means they get Shut to see the pet mama. up. Yeah. That is absurd. Yeah. You cut ties with the girl, you cut ties with the cat. Like, Maybe they bought it together and I guess you can love the animal and we have never had any pets so we don't really know, but like... Then don't buy an animal with someone unless you're super serious. Like, let's just avoid this situation altogether. Or it's it can just, be one person or the other. It's something that I didn't think about. Actually, yeah, it's it's not something I really the thought about. The visitation is weird. Sean Booth and, Kate, and Caitlin Bristow had dogs. They were not visiting they the dogs. One dog. person took the dog and that was it. Yeah. That's what has to happen. There's That's no visitation rights for the animal. Yeah. Stop that. That is weird. It was his dog to begin with. These are more bachelor people. It was his dog to begin with. They were engaged for years and then they broke up and she was never to see the dog again. And then the dog died. I keep taking this to a sad place. Yeah, seriously. Okay. And now next- there's Walter. Oh, yeah. He is so cute. Next one. Sean Booth is like fire. Oh, oh. I've thought about going to booth camp in Nashville just to, like, attempt to see him, but 
Yeah. Um, all the girls that work out there are um, intense. Yeah. So I'd have to not eat for a year and then perhaps I could go there. Oh my gosh, no. Um, but yeah, those were the five main points that I had that I came to that would factor into or were factoring into my personal thoughts on what it meant to be 100% single. But after having this conversation with you, I think you're right. I think I think don't know that you are ever 100% single unless you uh, – I was going to say unless you've never been in a relationship, but I guess you could – you wouldn't be harboring anything from a past relationship, but I feel like you could still be pursuing. Yeah. And some people, people, so some people say uh, to get over your ex, you have to get under someone else. So like really uh, everybody's capable of being 100% committed to someone new. Sometimes they need to find that person to be that 100% committed, you know, but like everybody's probably flirting with everybody trying to find somebody at some point. So in conclusion, 100% single does not exist. 100% committed does. There you go. I like that. So that's the question we should be asking. Are you willing to be 100% committed? Not yes! are you 100% single? Oh, I love that, Sarah. Well you know, done. Really a wizard with the words. Are you willing to be 100% committed? Yeah. I am. <laughs> here, here. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> So if, if the man is happening to be listening, rephrase your question. Yes. And I might start using the question. 100% committed to using that question. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been fun. You can follow us at for the love of Chad underscore podcast on Instagram. Subscribe, leave a review if you so wish. That would be so nice. Um, and also if you've got any dating topics, topic ideas, or any dating stories, let us know at for the love of at gmail.com. And it was so much fun hanging out with you. Bye.